Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the TN Tokyo podcast. My name is Somia. And my name is Ellie. And what did we get up to this week, Ellie? So this week we were back to work after three weeks off and we ran some essential errands. Yeah, that and a little bit more coming up right now. Well, now it's almost the end of March, and it's snowing even more today, uh, which is weird because it was so hot yesterday. Uh, yesterday, we were yeah. like complaining about the heat. It was so humid. Um, and then one of our friends said it was going to snow today, and I didn't believe her at all. And lo and behold, it is snowing. And for the first time ever, it's actually cl- uh, accumulating on the rooftops. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, I got up first, and I went into, like, I was, like washing my hands in the bathroom, and we have, like, a frosted window in there, and the snow, like, flurries were so big that I saw it through the, like, blurred window. Yeah, it actually kind of looks cool through that blurred window, eh? Yeah. And then I opened the window, and, you know, lo and behold, it was, like, <laughs> super heavy snow. I've already used the word lo and behold. You can't use it twice. <laughs> you can't just steal yeah. my thing again, honestly. It sounded better when I said it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Lots of snow. Yeah, man, it's so cold I can see icicles forming outside. Yeah, and it's like it's pretty cool that it's actually settling. Like our balcony has it kind of settled. Yeah. It's literally spring right now, so it's... I mean, not yeah, it is spring. Like, it's so weird that it's snowing this much in spring, you know? Yeah, and like I feel like it's just especially, like you said, in contrast to how hot it was yesterday. Yeah. Like we did a wee mini grocery shop yesterday and like went to like the mall and stuff. And we were both just, like, having to take our coats off and, like, overheating so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah this weather's really, really weird. Mm. And our windows are so freaking tiny that you really feel the cold, like, just coming through. Our windows are tiny. Well, like, the glass is tiny. Oh, right. Yeah. All right, well, this week it's, um, well, it's our first week back to work. Yes. Since our break. Like, there was... Almost no point in me being at work because it was so slow this week. Yeah. I think there were definitely some uh, students who didn't realize we were back. And then other students who were wary of coronavirus, they didn't want to come. So what ended up happening is I probably averaged two classes a day. Mm. So I'd be there. For, well, actually, I didn't, I didn't even bother staying there for nine hours because my classes just weren't booked. So a lot of them I had to cancel. Uh, Why well, to like cl- close my open slots? Even for me, I was there for the whole time, but it's only because, on like pretty much every day, my first class of the day would book, and then I'd have like a four-hour gap where none of my classes booked up, or they had been booked, and then the students cancelled like right beforehand, like a couple of days before. Yeah, that's definitely the most annoying part of our work is when somebody books like a later class, and then you don't have any in the middle. I had yeah. someone book my very last class with nothing. With one at the, like, the beginning. Mm. So then you just have to sit at work for six hours. I mean, I could go home, but then there's almost no point taking 40 minutes to get home, spending a little bit of time here, and then going back to work for another 40 minutes on the yeah. train. Yeah, it's because it takes that long for Sonia to get back home from his work. Like, I could probably justify it because my work's a lot closer. Like, it takes, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. But even then, it still feels kind of like... 
I don't know, I feel like once you start the work day, you're, you kind of have to stay the whole time. Like, I want to be working hard. Like, I don't want to just be, like, pissing around. Yeah, true. Um, I'll, and also, uh, a change at our work this week is that we had to wear masks. Yeah. Face masks. But obviously, there's no face masks on sale in the stores because they're all uh, completely sold out. So our work actually made face masks for us. Which was very kind, and the people who made them worked very hard on it. Yeah. But they kind of sucked. Well, I mean, they weren't actually bad. The fabric was a lot better than I was expecting. The only thing that was terrible about them was the fact that the straps were made out of rubber bands. So within the first 10 minutes of me and one of my colleagues having them, uh, they snapped. Mm. And they actually... uh, one time it even snapped like, while I was talking to a student. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty awkward when it like, just snaps right in front of them and then you have to like take it off. And then you kind of continue with the lesson and I'm trying to like repair it. Meanwhile, the whole point of wearing a mask just goes out the window at that point because yeah. now I'm just talking to him without a mask while but, I'm trying to like, repair it. Let's be real. The real reason they have us wearing masks is just for the appearance of it. So they can, so that it's like, oh, look, look how careful we're being and how hard we're trying to keep everyone safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were saying it's probably something that was devised by their lawyers who said, well, you know, if um, if uh, if you wear a mask and uh, if you uh, have to email us to tell us how you're feeling every single day, then it's not our fault if you get sick. Yeah, because that's the other thing is every morning we have to email our um, like manager to say whether or not we have a temperature. But, like, I was really confused, and I asked my manager about it. I was like, but we don't have thermometers, and there's none anywhere in stock. And so we just have to email saying, like, if we feel okay. Yeah, I think this is the difference between head management and sort of what's possible on the ground, and them not, and then making, like, ridiculous rules that are never going to be followed. Because at least you already the, had uh, a thermometer, you can't. Yeah, at the, at the beginning of the week... We had to. The first thing that we had to do was sign a brand new contract. Well, not a contract, um, like a letter of acknowledgement or something, right? Yeah, saying that you know we had to wear masks and that we have to check our temperature every day. But then, yeah, that's that's the issue. It's it's nobody has a thermometer, and no, and it's it's ridiculous to check your temperature every day like that. And uh, our manager said, "Well, actually, that's what it says uh, on in this letter, but you don't act, we don't actually expect you to check your temperature. Just let us know if you're feeling good or not every single day before you come to work." And it's kind of, it is a good thing, like, it is saying we don't want sick people coming here, but, like, most of the cases are people who are asymptomatic and may not even have a fever. So, it's one of those things where, like, that's not mm. even going to catch everyone who's got coronavirus. Yeah, there's, like, a rule that they made, which is a very general sick rule. Like, you know, it's a, it's a rule that would be good if it was just a general sickness, but it not, has nothing to do specifically with coronavirus, mm. where we know how uh, asymptomatic um, it is. So one of the uh, counselors that work in my uh, mm. in my building, well, in my so a counselor is like the Japanese staff member who is the point of contact for our students with us. Yeah, yeah. She was super nice because I was talking about how the rubber band straps on the face masks that they got us to wear, those were like killing me. You know, they they were cutting right through my ears. I wouldn't have been surprised at all if uh, if it like cut me during the lesson yeah. i was constantly touching it constantly trying to move it around and stuff hence why it broke uh, when i was with a student and uh because it was it was so tight mm. that it was giving me like the worst headache ever i reckon that for listeners who haven't seen somia he's like a tall person which means he's like 
proportionately sized. So his head is probably bigger than the average Japanese person. So it meant that while the mask might have worked on someone with like a tiny little face, on Somya the rubber bands were just like not big enough. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it has to do with that though. I think it does because like no, it wasn't no. hurting me that much when I wore the rubber band. Oh really? Maybe though. I mean, I just thought it was. But gross. I mean, like when they were practice, when they were making the rubber band um, face masks, it's not like they were wearing them for eight hours to test it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, so she heard me complaining about it. So after my day of teaching, she actually came to me and offered me some of her stash of face masks, which was super yeah. nice because, you know, they're sold out and stuff. And we only had four actual ones between the two of us that we'd bought ages ago. Yeah. So and man, like proper ones are so much better. Yeah. They feel so good. They have like a little metal... I don't know what the word is, like a little metal band that covers your nose. And we didn't realize at first, but you use that to shape it so it actually shapes your face so it doesn't just like sit on it looking weird. Yeah, Yohan has that. My one doesn't actually have Oh, but Yohan is yeah. kind of more like a triangle shape anyways, right? Yeah. the I, I saw a video on like the World Health, Health Organization on how to wear face masks properly. Mm. And um, they were talking about that nose thing. Yeah, because you like mold it to fit your nose so that the face mask sits on your face properly. Yeah. So yeah, so my, my work has been just so quiet this week. Mm. Um, and for pretty much everyone as well, there's only two or three people at my work who are having normal weeks. Mm. Everyone else, they're just there for one or two lessons. Which is pretty bad because, well, obviously we only get paid for the lessons that we do. Yeah. And I mean, even for my work, which is normally a bit busier than Somia's, it was dead. And half the reason that my bookings looked like I had a higher percentage than you was because my... Um, like Saturday was fully booked. Your Saturday. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had that right. fully booked, which kind of brought up my total like percentage for that week. Yeah. But then the Tokyo governor recently sort of threatened Japan or threatened Tokyo with a lockdown because no one's staying at home. And so by way of sort of acting as though it's been taken seriously, our work closed for the weekend. So I lost that weekend percentage booking anyways. Yeah, but we still get paid for it, though. Yeah, so the good thing is they took a screenshot before they announced they were closing for the weekend of everyone's bookings. And then, because obviously as soon as they announced they were closing, students started cancelling those bookings. Yeah. So they took a screenshot before they announced it, so we get paid for the ones that were booked before the announcement was made, which is a relief because, like, an hour after it was announced, all of my bookings were gone. Like, they'd all been cancelled, obviously, because the students can't use them. Yeah, so, so the governor recommended that... Um, that people stay home over the weekend. Uh, it's not... They're not forcing you to, though. So, technically, could be open. But, um... They are... Fuck now. But, uh, yeah, they, they decided... Um, they decided against it. Yeah, I mean, I think... And part, weekend... Oh, yeah, and also, part of the part of the contract that they had us to sign was the fact that... And it, it said that we're only going to get paid for lessons that were already booked. Yeah, so you guys might remember we mentioned the last few times when we were closed for three weeks... It worked out really well for us. We were getting paid for the equivalent of full-time. So with this new one, the main issue with that is we tend to get most of our bookings like either the week before and a lot of the time the night before. So for example, if Japan goes into lockdown for like four weeks, like right now I think I only have 50 classes booked for next month. But I know that by the end of the month it'll probably be more like 150 because that's how it works. Like they get booked up shortly Mm. beforehand. So if it goes into lockdown, it'll be based on what was initially booked then. So, which is reasonable. Like, they can't be expected to pay us a full-time wage forever. Like, it was pretty cool that they did in the first place. Yeah. 
but it's still kind of like it sucks for us if that happens. Yeah, this is pretty unprecedented though. So, depending on how long, like if if, if things do get locked down long term, I feel like they're gonna have to pay people a certain percentage of their wage, whether or not they get bookings, because you're not gonna get booked four weeks in advance. But now we've signed that thing, so. I know, but if, if they're gonna be smart about it, they know that people are here from overseas and this is their only source of income so. i mean one of the craziest things was that when we started back up at work in my work we had three new staff members who came from overseas to work here and they would be getting no booking so i feel really bad for them i think they might have maybe should have held off yeah well um, yeah this is really stuff. the worst time to come in because i feel really bad for these people because it's so expensive to move to japan we'll do a podcast one day on like all the costs and how they accumulate but as an idea of it, we saved 20000 New Zealand dollars to move here. And it was all used up in the move. Yeah. So, like, you spend that much money to move here. You have, like, none left for rent. And then these people have started right when there's, like, literally no work. Yeah, I wonder if they were told that their bookings may suffer because of this. I don't know. They did their training while the rest of the company was closed. Yeah. So surely they... Although I guess um, when they were doing their training and when they actually came here, uh, because Japan's not taking coronavirus that seriously... You know, they were probably just thinking, oh, it's just going to be normal. Like, we're closed for three weeks, yeah. sure, but then we're going to open up again and then it's going to be fine. Because it's not until the Olympics were cancelled uh, that Japan started taking it seriously again and then all of a sudden the cases went up. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason that uh, the governor recommended that everything stay closed for the weekend is because the Olympics are no longer a thing. Mm. Yeah, but the staying home and the weekend thing is a bit silly just because. So, they're. Their rationale for doing this is that they want to slow down coronavirus, but then on Monday, they're saying everything goes back to normal and people yeah, go to work. Yeah, two days and... <laughs> is going to make no difference. Like... Yeah, two days when nothing's enforced. The only like the only thing that's keeping people at home right now is the fact that it's snowing. Yeah, so at least so on the like, Sunday, people are going to stay at home. Yeah, it's like God decided, you know, screw you guys. <laughs> I'll make you stay at home. Yeah, well, we needed it because even we went out yesterday. So yesterday we, uh, actually not yesterday, but the day before. So on Friday we had to finish off a little bit more shopping uh, for a potential lockdown. But then yeah. also Ellie needed to go to the doctors real quick. So we ended up going to the doctors for the first time in Yes, uh, in so um, sorry if this is TMI for anyone. I needed to get my pill, like my contraceptive pill. But the one I normally use is not available in Japan. They're not very big on the contraceptive pill in Japan. Um, they're bigger on like abortion and condoms. So it's kind of more difficult to get the pill. Uh, one of my friends recommended, it's called like, it's like Shinjuku's La- Shinjuku Ladies Clinic or like K Clinic. So they don't have appointments. You walk in between like, it's like 11 till 12.30. We missed to get there. We took two trains. We got super lost looking for the building. And we went up and it was pretty like, it was kind of like worrying how easy it was. Like my mum said it sounds like medical malpractice. Yeah, like, it really does. It was like a gynecology office. So Somia had to leave when he yeah, came they, Yeah, they, they told said, me to leave. Yeah, they said men have to wait outside, which is kind of nice. Like I think, you know, women need a safe space when yeah. they're going to get the gynecology office. Um, so I gave them my details. It asked what medication I was on, why I was there, and if I've had surgery. Um, so I put the pill that I was currently on, I put getting a repeat pill, and no. Yeah. And then I waited, I got called in, and I, like, went into the doctor's little, like, office, and he already, like, 
had the pill he wanted to give me. I kind of suspect it might have been the most expensive one because they didn't take my height, weight, or blood pressure. And normally they do, right? So the pill that I've been on previously is called Jeanette, and every time I go to the doctor's, they are like, are you sure you want to be on this one? And like, for my own medical reasons. Like, I've tried other ones, they didn't work, so I always say yes. Because that one, like, increases your chance of blood clots, it increases your chance of, like, your blood pressure increasing, like, all these other things. Um, So they normally check up on all that stuff to make sure you can still actually be on the pill. But this guy was just like... Okay, so we don't have the one you want, but here's one that's really similar. How much do you want of it? And I was like, oh, um. <laughs> well, maybe they only check your blood pressure stuff because your one was so dangerous then. Maybe the normal pill people don't do that. I think they do. But even then, like, shouldn't they check it seeming as I was on that one until now? For all they know, maybe my blood pressure is Yeah, and also because this is your first time. Yeah, especially because this is my first time on a new pill. Um, and your first time in that uh, in that office yeah, and stuff. Like yeah, like, they didn't ask me about my medical history. They didn't ask me about anything. Like, the only medical history they asked about was if I've had surgeries. Yeah. Like, for all they know, I have really high blood pressure or something. Like, yeah, or you're taking, like, other medication or something. Yeah, so um, he asked how much I want, and I said, like, normally I would get six months at a time, but because it's a new pill, I didn't want to go straight into that much in case I have a bad reaction. So he gave me three months... Um, It was way more expensive than New Zealand. Like, that was literally... He had the pill already there. I didn't have to go to the Mm -hmm. pharmacy. He just, like, handed me three tablets of it with, like, a mini information sheet, which I found kind of funny, because normally the information sheet I got in New Zealand is, like, a list of every possible terrible side effect. Yeah. But this one was, like, a list of all the benefits of taking the pill. It was, like, it's good for your skin. It helps you control your period. (laughs) And then at the very bottom, it had, like, one bullet point that was, like, may cause nausea blah 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 <laughs> yeah so normally it's like written by the scientists but this time it's written by like the marketing team yeah exactly exactly so i picked it up and it costed ten thousand something yen which is way more than in new zealand in new zealand yeah that, that's the equivalent of like 130 new zealand dollars yeah and in new zealand you'd pay 50 dollars for the doctor's appointment and then it's five dollars for three months of the pill yeah. So it was like over double the price. But I knew that going in. I knew it wasn't fully funded. But yeah, yeah so true. it was a pretty like... Everyone said it was going to be so hard to get the pill in Japan. But it was like Yeah, that was super easy. easy. What are people talking about? Yeah, especially because we were worried because the time that you can have walk-in appointments is 11 till 12.30. And because we got lost looking for it, we got there like after 12. So I thought, I don't know. Yeah, is that just for walk-in appointments or is that... I thought that was what the, t- the time that the clinic was open in general. Yeah, because we I couldn't found figure out weird, if you can actually a, book appointments. Yeah, like an hour and a half open. That's kind of weird. But, but if it's a gynecology office, maybe sometimes they have to schedule stuff, so they schedule the stuff. Yeah, the other yeah. Hours. But yeah, so, I mean, all the staff spoke English. Like, I was really worried getting there. I was kind of, like, preparing how I might ask for it in Japanese. Yeah. Um, but even the girls at the reception, uh, the woman at reception spoke English, which was nice and helpful. Mm. It was called, like, Shinjuku Gynecology Clinic. No, it was Shinjuku Ladies Clinic. Oh, right. Um, or I think you could probably look up Shinjuku Gynecology, or, like, K's, yeah. like, the letter K. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd re- I would recommend it to anyone else coming to Japan for, like, an easy option. Mm. I just don't know whether or not I should be concerned by how it was too <laughs> easy. Yeah, we'll do the follow-up in two months. Yeah, if I die or something. Whether you're dead or, or not, yeah. <laughs> Um, and after that, we had further excitement. Yeah, we went to, uh, so we went to Ikea after that. Woohoo! Because, uh, the last couple of months we've been dying in this bed. 
with all the slats broken and the tiny ass futon. Yeah, like so... our backs are literally uh, misshapen now. <laughs> well, the frame I bought, I bought it from IKEA, and I didn't realize that when you buy that frame, there's an option for it to come with the slats or without the slats. Like there's two different frames when you look up that name. And I think the first time I looked it up it had the slats with it and the second time I didn't realise it was a different one so I just clicked to buy it and it came without slats. Yeah. So we went onto Amazon and we bought like the cheapest slats we could find. And like so I think Tommy said last week, they like literally the first time he sat on it one of them broke. Yeah, they're super cheap. Like there's just holes with like slats that are broken all over it. And because yeah. the futon is so thin, you can you literally sink into the holes. Yeah, although we tested that out, um, well not tested, but we had a look at the, the new slats that we're buying, mm. and they kind of look like they would snap as well, but we're yeah. hoping that the fact that we're going to be sleeping on an actual mattress will make it better, because we're not so mattress, directly on it. Yeah, the mattress will distribute the pressure. Like, I think yeah, the problem with having a true. food, like the futon, is you're, it's like you're putting all of your weight directly on the slat, basically. Yeah, yeah. So... Because the frame we bought, unfortunately, you had to get that specific slat from Ikea. Yeah. You couldn't get the better quality one. It doesn't work with the frame. Yeah, so th this was our first time ever going to Ikea. Because we don't um, have it in New Zealand. Yeah, we don't have it. So we've heard a lot of stories about it. Um, Ali has bought stuff from Ikea online before, so like we're all excited. All of our furniture, our dining table, our couch, and our bed from Ikea. Yeah, and our friend, like, a couple of weeks ago was talking about, like, the food that she had eaten there, and, like, she hyped it up a lot. So, yeah, the first thing we did was go uh, to, like, the little restaurant that they have, Ikea restaurant. It's like a cafeteria. I had, like, the Ikea uh, Swedish meatballs, and luckily they had a vegetarian lasagna there. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise that in Japan they have a plant, like, the only lasagna option was a plant-based lasagna. Yeah, and all the people working there were, like, well, not all the people, but a lot of people working there were, like, white people, <laughs> and they were speaking in Japanese to everybody else, and then as soon as they saw us, they started yeah. speaking in English. Yeah. So the food is it's like a good price for the food. Uh it yeah. was it wasn't very expensive. So we got a dessert as well, like a mochi. Some you got meatballs, I got lasagna, some you got a beer, I got a bottle of water, and then we didn't realise that when you get your tray, you've already actually paid for drinks as well. They give you like a cup which costs extra and I think it was all like two thousand three hundred yen or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought my meatballs were delicious when I first had them. Mm, but? And, but then, like, I mean, they, they were pretty good. They were good. But they felt a lot better than they actually were initially, only because I was so excited that we were eating food in a furniture shop. And also, we were pretty hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we hadn't had lunch, and it was getting kind of later in the day. Like, I was so hyped up to eat that food. Yeah. Uh, and it was good, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's not it's not, like, crazy special, that food. Oh yeah, but it's like, it's special for the fact that coming from New Zealand, like what furniture shop has like a massive cafeteria Yeah, on the that's pretty ridiculous, floor? yeah. And then um, we like walked through uh, all of Ikea. We spent and four hours. Yeah, we might as well have been walking through like a ride in Disneyland because it <laughs> yeah. felt like that. You know, we were so excited. Yeah, everything, <laughs> every, every room had like a theme to it and it was all so different and there was just... Crazy things that we'd never seen before, like different kinds of lights and heaps of cool furniture. Sonia yeah. loves the lights for some reason. Yeah, I'm a fan of the lights. <laughs> uh, Ellie's a fan of the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really wanted to get a rug, but Sonia um, put his foot down in a reasonable manner in that like, that's kind of like an additional expense that when we, our jobs are so uncertain, we probably shouldn't be spending like $100 on a rug. So. Yeah, like... 
we unfortunately do have to think about the fact that you know if if there's a lockdown for a while like a month mm. or two months and we don't get paid properly yeah. or we don't get paid what we're expecting then we might not be able to pay rent and we not be, might not be able to pay our bills even if we can pay them maybe we won't be able to pay them moving forward so we're going to have to make a choice between paying our bills or buying flights and then going back to New Zealand. Yeah, so we're making sure that we've put a night like we've put aside like so we got paid recently and we immediately put half of mine into savings, so yeah. that's half. And then Somia's goes towards rent bills and anything left over is yeah. also savings. Yeah, yeah. So we had to be reasonable in IKEA. To be fair, we did also like go a little bit crazy but in like a nice way like we didn't even spend that much we just bought a lot of like little extra stuff that we needed yeah we ended up buying like 40 candles okay yeah we did <laughs> we bought so many scented candles candles are great we love candles like so many individually they're pretty crap though. they smell so good in the store the one uh, i then... chose a nice so i chose a nice big one that smells pretty good individually but yeah Sonia... ellie went for quality i went for quantity yes yeah, but my so ones smell really good um but then individually when we're lighting them you can barely smell them so what you can do is you just keep them in the pack and then you put them in the in the bathroom yeah it's like having a diffuser in there yeah and it really is and then the bathroom just smells so good and without even lighting them so you just yeah. keep them in the pack so we wanted to pick up the slats immediately and bring them with us on the train but alas, um, they didn't have the size that we needed in stock. Mm. So we need to buy like two of the smaller size to fit into either side of our bed. And they only had the slightly larger size. Yeah, so we ended up buying the bed stuff online. And we hopefully should get them on Tuesday. Or by Tuesday. Yeah, except we also like kind of, well not fell for it. But it was like 20000 and then shipping was like... An extra five thousand or something, and so if you spent over thirty thousand, you got free shipping. So we were like, "Screw it, we'll just add ten thousand additional stuff." So we ended up getting like a bunch of other stuff as well online, stuff that we need. Like we bought a laundry basket and like yeah, it, yeah, it is stuff that you need, and you know, I mean, we didn't save money, but we got stuff that we needed. And this <laughs> is this is our last stand. We are now officially at home, full time, except for when we have to go to work. We don't have to leave the house now, and we have everything we need to not leave yeah, the house. Yeah, because we're trying to self-isolate when we can. Like, we had to go out yesterday because we needed to get some groceries and some you needed a haircut. But we've stopped sort of, you know, socialising with friends outside of online. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you got to self-isolate when you can. Because, like, I think we're going we're gonna to be fine if we get sick, but I'd feel terrible if we passed it on to someone else. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, well, that was pretty much our week then. Yeah, it was a pretty, uh, m- what's the word? Like, middling, like, meandering, no. Meh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's probably the word. Way, a very meh week. But no, but it's all about isolation. Um, because, you know, New Zealand got its first death today. Yeah, I saw, sad. Yeah. So hopefully the family's doing okay. But they also had um, a drop in reported cases today. Like, yesterday it was 80 people, and today it was 60. So hopefully mm. that shows that, you know. The self, you know, quarantine is effective. Yeah, true. All right, well, that's it for uh, for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.